licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were put into conservatorship in 2008 and continue to dominate the mortgage market. Now your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. That's because the election has changed mortgage rates dramatically. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? It's time for Mortgage Matters. All right. Good morning. Welcome, everybody. I was over here picking some dog hair off of my uh, my mic sock. Wow. Yeah. Oh, probably Pet of the Week or something. No, it came out of my backpack. Like that. Oh, I bring my own. Oh, I see. That Petri dish that's provided for me is unacceptable. Yeah, that's right. So I bring my own, but yeah. we have a yellow lab, so my... My house is just covered in yellow. Covered lab. in yellow lab hair. Get one of those little dog brushes. You know, have the kids as oh, one of yeah. their chores. We have that. I yeah. I honestly think it just encourages more hair growth and more yeah. hair to fly out. Mm-hmm. Do you have a Roomba, a Zumba, or robot vacuum cleaner? No. Oh man, I had one of those in it. I would have to have one. Drug of those. poop all over your house. It just did that ever crap. happen? No, but it happened just to a friend of ours recently. Dog like pooped on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then the Roomba grabs it and through every creates room of the spin house. art throughout yeah. the f- yeah freaking common room. No, it worked okay <laughs> for about three times, and then it quit working. Uh, uh, you got to empty the cartridge on it, Jim. There's a little cartridge underneath. It doesn't it. empty itself. Come on, maybe of, I do. It's probably full maybe. of Taco Bell sauce packets. Uh, well, probably <laughs> no in my house. Yeah, no, probably yeah. Maybe I got to do that. There's a thought. Now I don't. I was kidding, but now you're freaking me out a little bit. You didn't think to empty the cartridge on the thing? I don't know. It's Probably a robot. Not. It's supposed to do it itself. It's supposed to do no, it itself. Darn no. it. I love the video where the cat's just chilling on it. You know, like taking a ride around <laughs> like a zamboni. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now we yeah. have we have that Dyson animal, like the you know vacuum that costs more than my truck. Yeah, but those things are. They have payment yeah, plans for those. Those are good, aren't they? Oh, it picks up hair for yeah. sure. Like yeah. I said, it, there's just we live in hair. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I, I have fur in right. my house. No hair to be shedded. Mm. About $120 a month in haircuts, but mm. feels better. I I, I would I'll pay 120 bucks a week. month right now to never have another lab hair show up in my house. Oh yeah, it's always like. Oh, this ribeye steak looks amazing. I can't wait to have a bite. There's something in my mouth. Oh, it's hair. Just Let a dog hair. It. Wow. Oh, there it is. No big deal. Just a dog hair. Mm. You know what we're talking about, listeners. Everyone loves dogs, right? Yeah. Some of them shed, some Not of them everybody. Don't. <laughs> right now, I picture there's like a couple in a car, and one's looking at the other going, that's why we're not getting a dog. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Man's best friend. Come on, man. Man's best friend. Yeah. 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 So we are here. Yeah. Live today. I'm Jason Grody. You're Michael Points. All day long. All day, unless it rains. And uh, I'm excited. We have a two-hour live show today. We have a guest joining us later in the show. That's right. Feels a lot later right now. The uh, the end of the show feels far away right now. So we'll see what we can do between now and then. 
Um, hey, if you guys haven't done this already, great day to open up a, a web browser and check out. Just look into your retirement fund, look at your stock account, um, check on your investments. You're going to feel good about yourself. Right. Um, the Dow yesterday finished at 27.3 or something. Wild. Crazy high. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm back to scratching my head a little bit. I remember this sensation from before when the economy was being weird. Um, the the uh, one of the commentaries we read, the guy calls. Do you do you look at that? Uh, it's like the rate update guy, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's been calling the stock market a zombie stock market for about a year. Yeah, off and on, correct. And then yesterday he switched to calling the stock market a zombie stock market on crack. <laughs> Which I <laughs> thought was He's also an option funny. trader, you know, so he's probably like, what? Yeah, well. How is this happening? Exactly. And, and I definitely do feel like he has a tendency to look at the glass as half empty. Yeah. And, um, and he never leaves that But at room. the same time. I get it too, though. Like the the part where I sort of scratch my head is that we've got um, we've got the the stock markets are hitting all time highs, are at all time highs, have hit all time highs, mm-hmm. and this is on the heels of inverted yield curve is a real thing. It was talked about for a long time. It's a real thing now. I've read that all of the majors, like yesterday, I read an article Wells Fargo. Um, their historical chart um, pattern predicts a recession within the next six months now. Uh, We've got enough headwind within the global economy. Growth has been downgraded. And so this is what, this is really what this rally has been based on is that because of the, the global headwind and you know, particularly headwind here at home, we've got the Fed looking at lowering interest rates now this month. And as a result of lowering interest rates, because of the economy that appears to be heading for the mud puddle, we're lowering interest rates or really likely to lower interest rates here pretty quick. And as a result, we should celebrate with all time stock highs. Yeah. Does that seem weird to you? Yeah, it's it's not. It is does seem weird. Yes. And some of the investors out there are just, you know, scratching their head based on just fundamentals. You know, you look at just the fundamentals. Uh, the fundamentals seem like they've been gone for so long. It's like a, which is the baffling part of it all. It's like a, um, everybody knows that this this party's going to draw to an end at some point, right? It just it's what happens. You do we, it every eight to twelve years. Yeah, it's a cyclical economy. We have the ups, we have the downs. Uh, we like to try to use influence from the Fed, uh, policies, the money supply, interest rates, everything we can to try to um, to pull us up when we need to pull up and to push us back a little bit when we're running too hot, right? We just try to we try to really manage the edges of it so that we can spend more time in the less volatile middle, right, or of, of the cycles. Feel like that's pretty much the whole game plan. 
Um, right now, July marked the 121st consecutive month of economic expansion in the U.S. For those of you that aren't good at math, that's 10 years in one month, which makes that the longest period of economic expansion um, in American history. So um, that's fun. We should just pause right there and think about that for a second. We just had a pretty significant recession. Uh, some folks are calling it the Great Recession, which obviously is trying to to take a little bit of the, hey, yeah. share the, hey, Great Recession, Great Depression. Now share this stage. And, um, you know, now that it's in the rearview mirror, it feels like it was quite an event. Um, it was a decade ago. Feels pretty well behind us. Most people are pretty well healed from uh, going through that experience. And um, so anyway, you're going to have a 10 year run like this. Obviously, there's going to be speculation about the downturn that is coming and when it's coming. Um, But when you look at the economic data this year, um, there there's still plenty to show to prove, I mean, if, if this were a trial, I would present to you uh, weeks worth of evidence here about um, proof we have of economic expansion that's occurred this year. And um, just the idea that we're not we're not continuing the full-on growth cycle, the growth is slowing, um, has the Fed swift act. And I don't doubt that some of this has to do with the fact that the the current administration has politicized uh, the the Fed a little bit and sort of um, you know I mean Trump has not been has not been bashful in his opinion that that the not a fan of the high interest rates and thinks the Fed's really screwed up and should cut interest rates. I I mean they're not supposed to be really influenced by that, but you got to imagine there's some impact, right? Um, anyhow, there's nine individual people that can affect him in any different way. You know, I think Powell's realizing that this job is, I mean, he knew it was important from day one, but he's realizing that there's a lot of, uh, individual scrutiny, no matter what he does. So he has to just get comfortable with staying the course. And what I like about the end of this month, and even if they drop the rates to, excuse me, 50 basis points, you know, a two quarter rate hike, a rate decrease, we would be able to see for the rest of the year how the economy reacts to that. And and really, you know, it's not a bad time of year to do that. And I I believe that the reason, the only reason the equity markets are responding the way they are, Jason, is because that's what people think are going to happen. You know, yeah. a quarter reduction was baked in, a two quarter rate reduction at one time hasn't happened for a long time. And we're seeing a little bit of a blip upwards from that. And I think if we do that and we get to October and November and, and things are just even keel, we'll stay that way probably into next summer and just see what happens. Uh, I'm getting old enough now that I know better than to really guess. Um, no well, matter you think what... about it, though, that's the option that the Fed created. So we're talking about the Fed and, and how they're influenced. But sure. they, they rose, they increased that prime rate by... And it, one point over the last 
however many years. Oh, just just uh, just while you were talking right now, I I pulled up. Um, I mean, you got the prime rate schedule. No, just no. I I was looking for a news article like you know. So Dan texts because he has a day off, so he's sitting there listening to the show. Um, doesn't surprise me at all. And he texts and said, what are the headwinds again? Which is funny because um, the headwinds get mentioned kind of quickly in passing, right? Um, We know that there's a little bit of um, sluggish demand. Uh, We've seen exports in in China and things like that slowing down um, those. And when those huge economies, when when their consumer spending is slowing is usually one of the initial... um, like commonly preceding factors to overall global slowdown, right? Things like that. Um, But look at, so I just typed in global economic slowing, thinking I could pull up something real quick that might, maybe I could find some bullet points where somebody spent some time to really try to succinctly summarize this. And the first thing that I saw is um, GDP is slowing from unsustainable rates, which is, Really, I think what you're talking about, and I think it's fascinating that um, when we raised interest rates, when we began raising interest rates, I remember feeling like um, it possibly was too soon. Mm-hmm. What we were really told in the beginning from the Fed, you know, and now to run back through the, we've seen multiple Fed chairs now since we've been doing Mortgage Matters, and we've, we've tracked them closely the whole time. And when they first began, there was this conversation about um, was about jobs, getting the economy back to full employment, and that the Fed would remain in a highly accommodative position until we had achieved maximum employment. Yep. And never really said maximum employment is bad. We don't know. But we could surmise, man, a, an unemployment rate of less than 5%. Once we started to get there, when it got seven, six, five percent, it's like, hey, that's probably really there, right? And and as you would expect, that dialogue began to slow and it was less talked about. And then the inflation speak came on mm-hmm. and talking about how the Fed, one of the, the, the really critical components was that they wanted to achieve um, inflation, real inflation on a year-over-year basis that was sustainable and would begin raising interest rates at that point in response to the inflation, right? That would be the kind of the, the one-two punch, jobs and inflation know that the economy was on really firm ground. Right. The inflation never really got there, and they started raising rates anyway. So we saw the Fed come off that position. And I think, I really think that it was one of those things where looking at the just that the future and the trajectory of inflation and don't want to be late to it, right? If all of a sudden you wake up and you've got three, three and a half, four, four and a half percent inflation, mm-hmm. um, your action is going to be too late, right? You have mm-hmm. a runaway train at that point. And I think really that the Fed was super concerned that that was a real possibility given the amount of, stimulus that you know the money that got pumped into the economy for so many years yeah so they began raising rates and i thought then if that was the metric if that's 
what you said was important. You told us this. Remember, the Fed went through this whole rebirthing here where they were going to be so transparent and um, got to this point where they began raising interest rates. And what you can see, if you go back and look at the graph, I don't know if there is one, but I'm sure there is. Um, you could go and you could see that where the rate hikes start, the inflation starts to get stymied. And so it was counterproductive now. And so this is what the focus is now is did the Fed raise rates too soon? Are they unsustainably high? Could we get everything uh, really turbocharged if we cut rates a little bit? Um, the, we got some Fed meeting minutes this week from last month's meeting. We had a couple days worth of Chairman Powell giving testimony and um, we know that we have a meeting coming up here in July. So um, we'll talk about that after the break. Talk about what that what that looks like, what we learned from uh, those that interviews testimony. and that meeting minute. Um, and we will dig into that a little bit. We're going to take a quick commercial break here, take some time out to pay the bills, and we'll be back in just a minute with more Mortgage Matters. It's time to pay some bills. Mortgage Start. Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the 
Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. So this is going to be at the free stage? Yeah. yeah. I don't think they call it the free stage. Frontier. Oh. My bad. Poor <laughs> yeah. Frontier stage. Where's the free Smash stage, man? Right for that very reason. I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, um... I'm sitting here thinking to myself, man, what a fall from grace, old Smash Mouth. Yeah. Going to be at the free stage. The 90s. They're yeah. getting paid, though. What do you, getting, oh, what do you think you paid. get? Yeah, five grand? Yeah. Five grand? Oh, I'm sure more. <laughs> no. Five grand. Yeah, it's like a it wedding, is. dude. I'm yeah, they get, like a, they get like a funnel cake, a free beer, and a yeah. thousand bucks each. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. I was told that we were going to oh, have funnel a veg- cake. veggie table backstage. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Green room with a... Some Paso heat veggies laid out. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, veggies sound horrible in a 100-degree Paso. <laughs> the, edges of that, the edges of that ranch are, like, getting yeah. clear and weird. Yeah. No, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure they're very well taken care of. I hope so. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, it's going to be a good show, too. This ranch is like soup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Boy. I'll tell you what, good, though. Good bump back. If you've been out traveling the world, as I'm sure Smash Mouth has been, I'm sure um, Paso Robles is not the worst place to go. No, it's a nice spot. In yeah. fact, a lot of them like to come there because yeah. it's a nice spot. There's all types of stuff to do too. Yeah, and well, and they're before and after. I hope they're not playing like the one o'clock show. No, they're playing at like six thirty. I just got the flyer in the mail. I was yeah, yeah. they're they're like prime spot. Yeah, on the, on the other stage. On the Ford Frontier good. stage coming up tonight at 6.30, Smash Mouth. The Ford Frontier Ford, stage? Fort. Fort Frontier. Frontier. It does Fort look Frontier. like a fort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the voice of the fair. Yeah. I'm practicing. Good for Get you. back in the swing of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's back. Yeah, it'll be fun. Speaking of it's back, we're back from, what were we talking about, Jay? We were right in the middle. Oh, we were talking about the Fed, and... Uh, yeah, just head scratching a little bit. Just head scratching over here. We got uh, pretty good low interest rates. Um, I don't. Let's blow by this somewhat quick because this age is a, this news is a little bit aged here. But I just want to remind you that in June we created two hundred and twenty four thousand new jobs. Uh, that's pretty good, you guys. Um, that's a good number. And it was considerably higher than the forecast. The forecast was only to add 165,000 jobs. Right. Um, And I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you that over the last six months, so year to date, if we blend it out, we've averaged 172,000 jobs a month. Um, That's pretty good. The 
number that we've learned, I think we've all sort of accepted now. Janet Yellen was the one that really liked to drive this home, but um, we need to create about 100,000 jobs a year to be keeping up with the work age population. So um, 100,000 jobs a month. We've been averaging 172,000 over the last six months. So it's been up a little, down a little each month, right? But gotta gotta remember here that it's important to look at the a little bit broader, right? Zoom out a little bit, get a bigger view. The jobs have been pretty strong. Um, so again, um, you know, and also I think this might help put it into context a little bit. The 2018 average for jobs created per month, 223,000. So we're below that average a little bit. Um, so is that, is that one of the things we're going to chalk up to the, that we're going to file under headwind here in the economy that our average jobs per month created here in the U S is down from the 2018 average of 223 and on track for a 2019 average of uh, 172,000. Um, I don't know. That's a tough case to make. That feels like that's pretty strong job creation and putting it in terms of what's normal, what's to be expected and where you should start reaching for a ripcord. I don't feel like that's reaching for the ripcord there. Mm -hmm. um, GDP is strong. We're, you know, we've, yeah, we already have really low interest rates and we're looking to cut interest rates. It's pretty weird. Um, and for those of you that are wondering what we're talking about here, the Fed's meeting up on July 30 and 31. Um, there is currently priced in a, oh, let's see here so I don't misquote this. Yep, still 100% chance of a rate cut. is. This is what the forecasters are predicting. Mm -hmm. um, and as much as a 58% chance of a full half point rate cut happening in the month of June. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this a little bit on the show before, but I'll tell you one of the things that that scares me about this. If mm -hmm. I if I got if you were reading the July minutes in August, and they were asking voting member Jason Grody to weigh in on opinion here, I don't think we need a rate cut. Um, I mean, as a as a beneficiary. Um, of low rates, <laughs> somebody working in the mortgage business, I'll take it. If you crazy guys want to dish it up, we'll we'll make hay. You, we you, don't even know that that's going to help us. You bring the sun out, we'll make hay. But the <laughs> thing that freaks me out here is that um, cutting rates is one of the most effective, the the most swift and effective tools of spurring on an economy that's kind of circling the drain. It throws the stopper in the in the drain and and turns the faucet back on, right? It's like, hey, you got you got some serious trouble in your economy, shedding jobs, negative GDP, um, yeah. wage growth is negative. You know, everything feels like it's just on the wrong track. Fast, hey, you slash interest rates. You do it quickly and you do it radically. You start slashing interest rates, free up that credit market, get people believing they can finance. You could finance capital investment. You could finance payroll. You could finance, 
you know, debt finance this quarter's losses. If that's what you need to do, you're just trying to put a tourniquet on the bleeding there and get people feeling like, hey, we're going to be okay. Allows people to start refinancing, save a few hundred bucks a month on the mortgage, need to upgrade that car. Now you can go get a 0% car loan. Just spurs everything on, right? It's how it works. So if you start cutting rates in a time like this, um, you don't have that far to go, That's right? right. You have to half me, a it's point. like, yeah, exactly. So now your next real recession, like when we really need to come in out of the rain, uh, are we going negative? Other countries do that. Is that the next game plan for the U.S.? We never really tried it here. No, we haven't had to go negative. But I think if we cut rates now, there's a rare, there's a very real chance we may have to go negative. Yeah. And that scares me. I would rather say, let's tough this thing out here for a little while. We're creating good jobs. The stock market's at all-time highs. We've got low interest rates. We've got people refinancing today. Um, There's a refi boom. We're at the lowest rates we've had in a couple of years. Uh, What else? What else could we pile on there? We've got good, strong GDP. I think I already said that, but I just want to say that again. Um, It doesn't feel like time to reach for the ripcord to me. Let me add to this discussion just quickly here. I mean, this is the thing that no one's talking about. I want to call it the 800-pound gorilla in the room, but the budget deficit is... feels like a small gorilla, by the way. The budget deficit? No, an 800-pound gorilla. Yeah, I, that's a good point. I don't know point. how big they get, but if that feels Well, small. this room's 10 by 10, so you put an 800-pound gorilla in here. And Ooh, let me just I want Google out. I'm hiding behind you. I'm definitely Thank hiding you, behind Jim. you. All right. Jim's like our fact checker. He's going to make sure that we're not um, you know, the, getting the too far out of The square footage of the room. Yeah. Uh, okay. As so you, the, as you the, were. the budget deficit, you know, the only way to offset a budget deficit is by raising taxes or economic growth, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So I'm just thinking that that has. Yeah, how about both? Just do both. Sure. The problem is that the tax cut that happened is, you know, increasing the budget deficit. And the only way for us to get that lower is by economic expansion and economic growth. Now, that has to be a part of this factor here. You know, you can increase earnings if you can help people uh, show a bit more profit. They'll pay more tax on that. There's got to be a tax impl- implication here that, that's being considered. I'm not saying it's the number one reason, but this deficit that we have here in the U.S. is is not getting any lower quick. Many people will say that it has, uh, you know, retarded. You look at maybe uh, October, or, excuse me, November, December last year, but since then it's gone up almost 17%, the budget deficit. Hmm. So that in addition to the fact that we've got a trade war brewing, not saying it started per se, that's not full launch, but it's brewing, just makes makes the forecasters uneasy. And I think it, 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 is, it is interesting because we have a full point to play with at the Federal Reserve desk that we see what a half a point does. Because we could raise, we could raise the next month, right, Jay? I mean, we could raise it up again in august it probably i mean in theory they could raise this month and you know interestingly enough since this momentum really started picking up within the last couple weeks here i mean it's been talked about for a few months right i think just hope as soon as gdp is getting around the two and a half mark um you know last month we had a good jobs report the prior month was a little bit lackluster um seems like it's sort of every other month now it's sort of up and down 
And anyway, I think it's one of those things where the the conversation begins and then we're clinging to the Fed, right? Every minutes they release, every statement they release, we're just digging in there just to see who who's making the case, where's the support, who wants to cut rates. And the minutes from last month's meeting showed that there was strong conversation about a rate cut. Uh, you remember at the prior month's meeting, there was only one vote for cutting rates. That's right. And um, now we but so even though there was only one vote, we learned from the meeting minutes that there was a lot of really strong conversation about it. And so we'll just be, it'll be really, we'll be really focused on this about what happens here. I mean, and it's a little more than two weeks away right now. So it's not something super urgent. Interestingly enough though, the 10-year bond yield, which has been spent, I don't know, what's it been now, Mike? Six weeks or so, right about the 2% level. We've gone down as low as 1.9. And right now, the the 10-year bond yield closed out yesterday at 2.10. So that's the highest that it's been in a couple of months now. Um so that's, that's interesting, right? I mean, as expected, the stock markets are hitting all-time highs as money's racing over there. If for no other reason than uh, the feds are going to cut rates, if not July, which they're 100% certain it's going to be July, which I think is laughable. I think the Fed could easily not cut rates in July. Um, but at some point, the next move they believe is the Fed coming down. So that's what the stock market's rallying on. That's wild. And so as that money moves over there, the bond market obviously is going to be unattractive, which is going to raise these yields up. So interest rates are creeping up a little bit with it, but still crazy low. Um, we're super busy booking refis, saving people all kinds of money. Um, so it's exciting, but it makes me think that we probably have a pretty tumultuous little time ahead um we're wanting to put another shot in the arm of the economy to keep this zombie running mm-hmm. um as opposed to just allowing the growth to continue to come down still growth just at a slower pace and just see you know how you could ride it how how well it goes and then you start making these moves um, when the recession comes, when you're clearly in a recession, which is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP, then you start making action. I mean, I, I, I know the, everybody's so quick to criticize, right? One of the things they always say about the Fed is, oh, they're too late. They always come in and they move too late. So maybe this time the Fed's like, hey, let's be on the front edge of this one. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're getting sick. Was that a sneeze? How about some vitamin C? Get over here. We're going to put you on IV antibiotics. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. like, that feels like what we're doing. Yeah. And heck, maybe it works. Who knows? These guys are just yanking strings. They're not positive. Trial either. and error. But I just worry that you get to get to a point where if you, if this is the economy that you feel like you need to pull the ripcord in and cut rates, then we don't have that far to go for next time. We're going to race back into doing those things like, you know, QE. yeah, all the quantitative easing where we're buying bonds and mortgage-backed securities and dealing all over the place. And I just am like, man, I, 
I, I guess it was me. My vote would be let it run for a little bit. Um, see how it all straightens out. Wild times. Yeah. Uh, break time. You're all queued up and ready to rock. I am ready, yeah. I look forward to these breaks to see what uh, song you're going to bring us back with. Mm-hmm. Feels like you're on a fair theme today. I am going to be on a fair theme. So maybe we should maybe we should try to pick um, hmm. what song Jim's going to come back from the break with. We could do a little pot here. Okay. <laughs> you know, throw a buck in. I have to. I have to uh, exclude myself because I know. Yeah, obviously. You're, so you're not playing, Jim. <laughs> no, not at all. Um. So do you want me to give any sort of clues? Um. Yeah. Okay. So it's not a free stage this time. Okay. So it's grandstand. It's a grandstand. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'm going to start right here and just eliminate right out of the gate. I know you can't possibly even touch a button in here that has anything to do with Cardi B. No, that's or, out. That's out. We would, I, I think gotta we guess. would all get rated by the Do FBI we write down our guess right or do away. we share our guess? Um, I think you just share it. I'm not going to copycat yeah. you. I'll let you you're, go first. You're not going to change it, right, Chin? No, I'm not going to change I it. I feel like it's, ooh. I uh, like, well, okay, I got two guesses. I'm going to go with a female and, and then a group. I like Pat Benatar. Oh, come on. And I like Leonard Skinner. Okay. Everybody loves Leonard Skinner. I mean, Pat Benatar, too. I'm just going to say that it's uh, here we are in this great month of July. Mm-hmm. It's a Saturday. The weather's amazing. Mm-hmm. Feels like a nice day for a white wedding. Ah. <sighs> Billy Idol. Okay, it wasn't it? Okay, he, didn't, he he wasn't feeling that uh, one. Well, we'll see. Can we hit the space bar on the computer and fire the brakes? So yeah, when here we, we go. When we come back from the break, we're going to touch on some student loan stuff as well. Just before we hit, hey, the I'll top tell of the you hour. about my student loans. I still yeah. have them. We got some great insight on that and why the rest of the world is taking That's on. Why student I'm voting loans. for Bernie? I want him to wipe my student loans out. Yeah, okay. Stick around. We'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters, guys. Stay tuned. More from the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending in just seconds. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 
772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328 You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Still yeah. exists. Now it's like a thing on the wall. It's yeah. weird. I don't know. Rolling kidding. Stone Street Fighter G7. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nah, that's going to be a great <laughs> good. That's a good movie quote. I always just say, just play anything by Pat Benatar. Coming up Thursday, July 18th, California Mid State Fair. Pat Benatar. Awesome. See, I got to practice. Are you the fair of the, uh, the voice of the fair this year? Yeah, I'm doing it. Every year, baby. I'll be there. My wife is classic. You know, I'll take her to these. I love going to concerts. You know that, Jay. We've been to concerts together. And I'll take her to these artists. I think we're we're going to go see Pat Benatar. And she's always like, whatever, you know, let's go, you know, get a couple drinks, dinner, all that stuff. And then we get there and she's like, oh, my God, she sings this song. I'm like, yeah, you're going to like the whole show. <laughs> I saw Pat Benatar at the Irvine Meadows back in the day open up for Jethro Tull. Yeah. So how about that? That'd be yeah. cool to see Jethro Toll. Ian Anderson is an alien playing the flute. Yeah. Crazy. Right. And you have to see it in person because right. it seems impossible. Um, I know nothing about the flute. But watch this dude run around the stage and it's like, holy smokes. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Amazing. Crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, They're not so playing, are they? Uh, Jethro Toll? 
I believe so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these bands just... Uh, they keep going. The Energizer Bunny. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, I believe um, they're still out there. Yeah. So that just for the uh, listeners that are you know, happy for me, I did win that contest. Yeah, by the way. Just by picking the artist? Well, I had to pick the song. Oh, I didn't, you did say I mean, White you, Wedding. You got the you got the uh, artist for sure. Yeah, you nailed that. Okay, I owe well, you a, we'll have, we'll owe you a buck. Sounds like a we'll change. Sounds like a post-winning change. No, 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 not my style. Okay, not my style at all. Yeah, we'll come back to Billy Idol after one of the. So we touched on quite a bit of the Fed stuff, Jay. Um, was it, I wanted? I want to make sure. Thank you. <laughs> witnessing the dollar change hands right now the ledger is clear we're balanced i i want to make sure so something near and dear to my heart uh, mainly because my wife just took on more student debt to get her nurse practitioner's license is how often now when i pull credit and sit down with young borrowers that that um student loans are present in the credit report and unbelievably so when I'm dealing with retirees and like parents now too, because they got the parent plus plan, right? They got the parents can jump on the board and say, and say, Hey, I was going to pay my kids student loan anyways, when they got out of college, so just put the loan on my back and let's let them go to school. I didn't save up enough, right? It's like the kids going to school now and I didn't quite cut it on the 529 like mortgage on the 529 a. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll so, pay it. I'll pay it after. Yeah. Later. Um, this is a big, this is becoming kind of like a, a credit epidemic. I mean, almost everyone I'm running into has student loans unless they are parents prepared and saved, or they just decided to go to junior college and, and then get into that university with only two years left and struggle through it and pay it off themselves, you know? So... I, I'd like to see, <sighs> I'd, I'd like to hear your story on the student loan debt. Um, I got married when I was 20, went to, my wife and I went to junior college for a couple of years, so we banged out some uh, Cuesta, and... You know, you can get a little bit of financial aid. I forget what it was now. It's like the Board of Governors waiver. Board of Governors fee waiver, something like that. Anyway, um, and then we, so we both punched out our prerequisites and most of the general ed that we could at Cuesta Mm -hmm. and then transferred into Cal Poly. I was at Cal Poly for like nine or ten quarters before I got my bachelor's degree. My wife was there for about the same amount of time. She got her bachelor's degree. And at the end of that, so I, I always worked, my wife worked somewhat um, when we were going to Cal Poly and Cuesta, uh, but we had roommates, right? Mm-hmm. We were like the married couple that had a roommate or two always because we were broke and keeping overhead down um you know you live in that life you have a 
$2,000 car that you just hope to God doesn't break down. Right. Um, parking at near a bus stop that's not in a permitted neighborhood so you could hop the bus with your student ID to get up to the thing cause you, to get Going to, to class because you didn't have money to buy a parking permit. Didn't have any health insurance, so we used the like health center at Cal Poly for insurance. Went to Planned Parenthood for birth control. You know, you know that whole drill. We got like discounted PG and E bill because we were broke, and we didn't have anybody in either of our family. Like, no, we weren't getting parent were help the, or anything. We were married. You were the you're the only one to ever graduate from college in your family right now. That's right. Yeah, uh, but so anyways, we we toughed it out. And when we graduated from Cal Poly, I graduated a little bit before my wife. She had a tougher time, even though her grades were better than mine, she had a tougher time matriculating because her major was so impacted. She got a degree in um, child development, basically. And um, I was in the city and regional planning side under the College of Architecture. But anyhow... By the time the whole thing buttoned up, we were I was able to consolidate all of our student loan debt into one loan. I was careful when I took them, right? I'd heard all these horror stories. I did my research. I'd I applied for grants and scholarships. I spent time like it was my job making sure cuz I nobody was going to pay my debt. My parents weren't going to pay a student loan for me, nor did I expect them to. I was married, you know going to college on my own free will. And so anyhow, with with all of that really careful crafting and getting as much as we could, um, which by the way, there are books written on the topic. You know, you can be the Irish immigrant, second son of a plumber, and and find that there's this $2,000 scholarship for you if you just write this, um, you know, application out. And so mm-hmm. I, I sought those things out like crazy. I even explored some American Indian heritage that we have, which led me to a conversation with uh, the chief of this reservation who said the only way that he would write a letter on my behalf is if I came to the reservation for a year and worked. So I didn't. Um, but that's I put that much work into it. When I graduated from Cal Poly, my wife and I consolidated all of our student loan debt into one loan for $48,000. And... Um, I still write that check every month. Yeah. It's $200 and five cents a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll be paying it for like another 16 years or something. Um, uh, but the interest rates 3% and mm-hmm. I don't care. Um, it's one of the only write-offs I have. It's a bill that I've had and always, I mean, if, if one of these knuckleheads becomes president that wants to, um, pay it off for me, <laughs> I'll be laughing at every every goon out there that that pays this thing off for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but heck, if they're if they're going to run around handing out money, I guess I'll take it too. You can pay mine off. But uh, my only complaint about it, I see, I'm not angry at all. I don't work in city and regional planning. I'm definitely a a more rounded, better professional, and more educated human being here for having gone to school. Um, but I don't work in my major. I don't regret it one bit. Right. I don't regret having debt. Um, I could have done it foolishly. I have friends that did the same, got the same degree that just bounced straight over into Cal Poly, didn't work, financed the whole thing, came out owing a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Um, 
don't bellyache about that payment. That's wild. You know what I mean? I think that I think the reason I brought it up for today's show is not so much that it's I did use the word it's an epidemic and I mean that in that I don't think the education piece is there at all. I think you did a good job researching. I I do believe that we should be a lot better at that. And people just need to be more careful. The unfortunate thing is that you're at an age in your life where you don't really understand the pain you need a life of pres- borrowing. Yeah. You just don't understand how bad borrowing hurts. Remember your first credit card? Yeah. Everybody has this story, right? Yeah. Whatever you did with it, whether it was a root canal or an RCE plane, wherever you were on the spectrum of just using a credit card, it's amazing. Some people just use them for 10 bucks at a time, and then you, you know that feeling when you open the bill, and you're like, oh, my God, how could this possibly be $1,700? Yeah. I didn't buy anything significant. Right. Uh, you can spend 1700 bucks, 10 bucks at a time. Trust yeah. me. You know, but, but so you're at, a, you're at a point in your life where um, you don't really understand the kind of handcuff you're putting on yourself with debt. And then I, I really would say also, we talk about this, I talk about this maybe more than I should, but um, I hope there's some kids in the back seat of a car right now that hear me when I say, don't feel pressured to go to college. You don't have to go to college. You don't have to go get into a crazy amount of debt to study something that you're never going to do. There's no shame in being a worker. Um, and at the same time, just like your wife, if you know what you want to do and the path is college, get in there, yeah, get it done. And yeah, you, you probably going to end up having to borrow some money. Your mom and dad might even have to borrow some money, but if you really know what you're going to do, that's a significant investment. And, and again, I think you could still be really smart about it, but I just feel like we live in this culture where, um, you know, I remember what it was for me in high school. You and I are from different parts of the state, but we're both from California. Do you remember the feeling where they basically said, yeah, congratulations on your high school diploma. That's essentially trash today. What you really need is a college degree. And if you don't, that's the new high school diploma. And if you don't get that, you're not in the club. Yeah. Anyway. Of course I remember that. Top of the hour commercial break here. Five minute break. We'll be back. Mike's got a bunch of stats and things to really talk about student loans and I'll yield to him. So we'll be back in about five minutes here for another hour of Mortgage Matters. We hope you stick around. With New Holland's Super Boom Skid Steer Loaders from Coastal Tractor and Paso Robles. The long wheelbase provides outstanding stability, and you'll appreciate the wide and comfortable cab. Increased bucket breakout force and ultimate dump height and reach mean you can easily load into the center of trucks. Improved visibility allows operators to work with a new level of confidence and speed. Now that's smart. See a New Holland 200 Series Skid Steer Loader today at Coastal Tractor at 2348 Golden Hill Road in Paso Robles. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending.
welcome you guys. Uh, I just gotta say real quick, I think we need to lobby for the Grateful Dead at the Wednesday Fair. Mm. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be pretty epic. I don't I don't see that in the cards. Yeah, you know. Hmm. They're off selling out some pretty impressive venues. Yeah. I mean, not that the Mid-State Fair isn't. But, mm. Song Forever reminds me of Joe Dirt, by the way. Just so you know. <laughs> You're going to sit there owning a fireworks stand. <laughs> reminds me of uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, oh, basically. On. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're at the next hour of the show. Um, Made it. For the listeners that weren't listening in the beginning of the show, we've got a guest coming on today, probably about 10.20, 10.30, Gina Peralt from Coastal Community Builders. Um, she's their marketing director here on the Central Coast. She'll be talking a little bit about one of the new developments they've taken over, Vineyard Creek in Templeton, California. Um, for the listeners that listen every week, you probably remember about a month ago we had... Um, Sphere Partners on the show. They were closing out the first portion of the Vineyard Creek development. They've got three properties left over there that they would like to talk to you about. But the new owners would be Coastal Community Builders. They're going to build the last 31 lots in that pretty little community over near um, Twin Cities Hospital. So we'll have her on the show. She'll talk about that development, what the upcoming dates are for the grand opening. Um, how you can get in touch with them for uh, the units. We'll talk about the units that they are selling on the show today. Plus, we'll also touch on some of their other communities, Jay. Um, So look forward to that. She'll be on again probably about 10.20 or 10.30 this afternoon for the rest of the show to uh, get into those details. So we were uh, talking about student loan debt just before the break, and we got edged out to um, take that top-of-the-hour break. now that we're back on the topic, Jay, I wanted to just kind of touch on the story you and I shared at the break about one of your old friends that that did have quite high student loan debt and was, you know, just shelling out large payments to try to get rid of it mm. when... Really just huge payments, just treading water. Um, and that's kind of what some of these loans are set up to do is just have large payments. Some of them adjust to income, right? We've got the income-based repayment plan now, which can be nice in the beginning, but as you ramp up, you have to report income every year, almost like you do to your insurance carrier. How many miles did you drive? Um, But the the nice thing too, which I know you're going to add to, is that it used to be that the mortgage uh, companies wouldn't allow you to pay off the student loan debt unless you took out what's called a cash-out mortgage, whereas, whereas now it's a bit better scenario for a borrower, which is just a rate and term finance refinance. Yeah, that's right. And I I really think that I mean, and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have bent the rules a little bit here to accommodate. Part of it's probably some political pressure, right? Like how much can the government do really to ease this burden on people? Mm-hmm. Um if you have a house and you have equity in your house and you want to to refinance and pay off your student loans, um you could do that. You could always do that. But cash out refi, I mean, you get penalized for doing a cash out refi. A lot of people don't really understand this, but there's really three different types of mortgage transactions that occur. Uh, There's the purchase transaction. The second one's called the rate and term 
refinance or AKA the no cash out refi. And then the third one is a cash out refi. And if you could imagine, like if you were, if you're a potential investor and you wanted me to explain to you the types of loans that we do and, and what the ramifications are, um, I, I'd rank them in order that probably the lowest risk transaction that we ever do is that the no cash out refi, what we call the rate and term refinance. And the rate and term is um, we're reducing your rate or reducing the term of your loan. But you're an existing homeowner with a proven track record of making payments. You're not trying to tap into any equity. You're not paying anything off. You're not doing any kind of debt consolidation. It's nothing. You're just getting a lower payment or a shorter term. So I would calculate that to be the lowest risk of any mortgage that we do. Um, yeah. Second lowest risk is going to be the purchase transaction where we qualify the borrower as carefully as we possibly can. We realize that they're in pretty firm ground to be able to make this purchase. But the one thing we lack there, the one of the primary differences is that we don't have that proven track record of making that mortgage payment on time for years on end. So, right. um, and then the third type of transactions, a cash out refi is, oh, what are you taking cash out for, buddy? What are you doing here? Yep. You're, you're turning your house into an ATM and people find all kinds of ways to justify this. Um, some of them are as lame as they come. They have bought a jet boat and a Hummer to pull it and a trailer out at the river and this hundred thousand bucks for this little cool spread they have, they're pulling the equity out of their house to do it. And you look at that and go, whew, that's crazy. Right. Um, but hey, to each his own. Then you prioritize your house the way you will. Um, I don't run mine that way, so it always is a little bit of a head scratcher to me, but we see it. Um, the other kind of cash out refi we see is Sometimes just people just been treading water and they got some credit card debt. They're racking up the credit cards. They get to a point where, man, it just becomes evident that you're not going to pay it off yeah. without an inheritance or a lawsuit winning or something. You're the three grand turns into four grand turns into five grand. And then you need a root canal. So now that jumps to seven grand. I mean, and they're all over root canals today. I hate the dentist. They're stupid expensive. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I often say that is that people without savings that are in a tight spot, a root canal can be the beginning of a, of the financial downfall. Not to mention it's no fun on top of that. Oh, so it's awful. I've had two of them, <laughs> but you're going to spend, yeah. you know, depending on your dental insurance, if you even have any, um, you know, you might spend two, four, five thousand bucks on that experience. And if you don't have five grand laying around, guess what happens? You borrow. You put it on a credit card. Um, which is bad if you already have the rims for your car on a credit card. Now you're now you're down downhill and quick. But anyway, you gotta you got that cash out refi for that person that does just accumulated, slowly accumulated some debt that they just now they're drowning in and they don't have a game plan for getting in front of it. And um, the other, though, the other kind of refi, what we're getting to here with the student loans is, um, yeah, I did a loan for my good friend who, remember a minute ago when I was telling you about how 
careful and calculated I was going through my and my wife's education, the way we took loans, um, who we borrowed from, the types of loans we took, so that I always made sure that I was doing the same loan so that when I could finally consolidate in the end, I could get it all together. I do. I have a buddy who took a loan every quarter for the max, which generally results in like two or three loans a quarter. And uh, from any old source, just racked him up. So when he gets down to the end of the college experience, bachelor's degree from Cal Poly, and then some time in a master's program at two different schools, dude's got, you know, I think it was only at the time was only like fifty or sixty thousand dollars in student loan debt, but the debt service on this fifty or sixty thousand bucks was in the ballpark of a couple thousand dollars a month. Crazy. Yeah. So it's the only way you pay it back in ten years. Well, no, this was just how it was all spread out and amortized because a lot of them were on these like seven to ten year repayment plans, right? And the only way you could get a longer repayment plan was if you could consolidate them. But in the consolidation work, you almost need to hire a company to figure out the consolidation for you because they're at 15 different banks and they're different types of loans. And you couldn't, at the time, you couldn't consolidate them all together. I thought that was one of the opportunities that um, the government should have figured out and taken advantage of long before this whole make you pay my student loan thing came about. Right. Um, my personal feeling on it. So you don't get to get out of a student loan, right? You don't get to bankrupt out of them. The only way you can really duck a student loan anymore is by uh, working for a program like the state where once you do 10 years worth of work, they'll forgive the balance. Yeah. Or you could go into the military, I guess, and then get some retroactive GI bill that will cover the student loans that you have. I think that still works. But otherwise, that's yours, baby. Until you die, you're going to pay it. It's just that's like right. your taxes. In fact, you have better luck of bankrupting out of taxes and getting some forgiveness from the IRS than you're ever going to have getting out of a, a federal student loan. Yep. But so here's my thing. It's all it's coming from the government. They're backed by the government and forced by the government. Here's what you should do. Run it out to a 60 or 70 year life expectancy. So you can have a 50 year term. Fine. I don't know if they offer those. They don't, but they should. Mm. If you're choked out under a weight of a $1,500 a month student loan payment, and it's because they have you on a 15 or 20 year amortization, run that thing out. You ain't getting out of it. Pay it. Interest costs over time is going to be a whole lot higher, but it would at least loosen up some of this conversation here about how we're now the the poor people that took this voluntary debt on try to improve their situation, have a debt that's impeding their ability to, to eat. Um, you know? I don't think it's just poor people. And again, it goes for me. I don't, goes, I don't mean poor people. I meant like uh, people I have compassion for as poor people. You know what I mean? Oh, got it. Like pity. Poor people. Yeah, pity. Got it. Yeah. Well, I I just think that, you know, I, a lot of my licensed professionals that are borrower clients of mine are saying, hey, look, you know, I'm I'm on the right track. Um, I see the future. The next five years looks good. The company I'm at feels sure. right. I'm getting junior partner titles now. Um, but man, I would really like to get this $800 a month payment off my back. And 
what Fannie Mae has allowed us to do now as, as mortgage professionals is add to our role, our, um, you know, another arrow in our quiver of how we can help people plan their personal finance, which is to roll this debt, all of it, some of it, you know, fractionalize it into the mortgage up to 95% of the new market appraisal value of the home. Right. There is obviously in any case when you exceed 80% loan to value mortgage insurance on it. So I think, you know, in closing, I just wanted the listeners to know that we like to have this conversation, whether it's your, your grandkids or you yourself, just thinking, man, if I could have a way to get rid of that payment, that might be nice. Well, I, I like to remind people too, is that I'm not going to suggest it's the right thing for everybody to pay off their student loans with the equity in their house. Uh, for some people, you should run, don't walk, um, especially if you're choked out all your extra money where you're not. So you're not saving for retirement. You're not saving for your kid's college. You're not yeah. enjoying any quality of life. Um, $50,000 amortized into a 30-year loan. Talk about 250 bucks a month. Yep. So if you're paying $1,000 a month for you know, $50,000 worth of student loan debt. Um, what does it look like for you? What changes? Um, sometimes it's important for us to, to realize that we are, we really are just personally, we're a balance sheet and we're a profit and loss statement. That's we're right. a, we have some assets, we have some debts, we have some income, we have some liabilities. We need to look at the way the whole thing works, we need to make sure that we're making just good decisions on a global scale. And so like I said, this is a, this is a, a situation where um, it's not the right fit for everybody, but um, good for you for bringing this up today and getting the word out uh, for any of those people that are in that boat feeling like, well, if you bought a house, let's say you graduated eight years ago mm -hmm. and then you bought a house four years ago. And you're making ends meet because you're, you know, stretching and pushing and pulling and you got it all together, but the student loans are the thing that got you struggling, feeling like, well, if I just didn't have those, if I had that 700 bucks a month, I'd be doing a lot better. Yeah. Um, then, then maybe you want to explore that about just looking at your equity situation, figure out if you can move it over into that column make your cash flow lighten up a little bit to where quality of life improves. And now you can start investing, you know, get yourself on a better track mortgage interest deductible. That's right. Um, so for most people anyway, and when it's a um, rate, yeah. The, so there's things in the tax code that talk about cash out mortgages. And if it's not improving the home or you didn't use it to buy the home, uh, excuse me, or you use a, a HELOC and you didn't use it to buy the home that you can't write it off. But I think what, what's nice about this whole scenario is exactly what you said, Jason, we take a look at the balance sheet and we we use it to the best of our ability to improve the income statement for the individual. And sure, you might be thinking, well, we're gonna sell the house in a year and that's gonna be equity that we were gonna use to buy the next house. But here's the thing, right? It all trickles back into that, that balance sheet. I mean, if you're gonna take a little bit higher loan amount, but it's gonna be amortized over 30 years on an asset, versus this unsecured student loan debt. Sure, you have income because you took on the debt, but it's unsecured, make no mistake. You can put yourself in a better situation. What I like right now is Fannie Mae is stepping up and saying, maybe for selfish reasons, but they're spinning it as a way to help this, this debt crisis 
for young individuals. It's easy for me to, to fall in line with that and say, oh, well, yeah, you want to catch more fish, you throw a bigger net. And this is their attempt to throw a bigger net. But at the same time, I also do think, like I said, there's a there. This is a a, a loophole in the guideline that they created. I think thoughtfully to try to bring aid to um, a part of the economy that's just screaming a little bit. I think there's enough. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, this has become um, one of the major political talking points right now of the Democratic Party. Yeah. Is saying and and the reason they're doing it. Just super simply is, uh, it's a it's one great piece to fire up a base. There are some people in the U.S. right now that's the only thing pressing them. It's the only thing they care about. Line it all up. They don't care a whole lot about anything, but the student loan thing is affecting their life today. Yeah, and so it's a it is a rallyable part of the base, and so you're seeing this conversation. Um, like I said, I I think it's funny the idea that you would have student loans forgiven or paid for by the government, which means it's going to be the average worker that doesn't have the college education that's going to be paying for the college education of the, (laughs) uh, of the, those people getting their loan forgiven. I can't help but chuckle at that a little bit. Um, But I, I suppose nothing would surprise me anymore. Right. Well, let's take our first break of the second hour. What do you say, Jay? Let's do it. Well, uh, stick around. We'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. After the break, we're going to have our guests come in from Coastal Community Builders, Gina Peralta. I know she's just getting settled in, so we'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVE Stock 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast, Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. 
Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. And that song reminds me of the wedding singer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah what a, that's crazy. a great movie. Yeah, it is. it is. A lot of those movies are good. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. I haven't seen the one, the other one that's wedding with him. It's called The Week. It's him, and uh, I think it might be a Netflix original. It's him and Chris Rock. When you and, say him, are you talking to Adam Sandler? Sorry, yeah, Adam Sandler. The Week. The week it's yeah adam sandler is like a basic everyday joe and he's got this daughter that he loves but i did see that you did see it yeah okay. i still have yeah to say chris like, rock right chris rock's the doctor star guy who's like filthy rich yeah. and he's like i'll stand back and let you run the show because your father the bride and he rents like a terrible the hotel. classics though yeah. like the uh, i yeah. mean people are going to talk about the ones that i don't care about um the best adam sandler movies maybe in this order is the wedding singer Fifty first dates is all time. That's a great movie. Yeah. Um, I have to say the favorite scene that I have is where Bob Bob Barker takes him out on the. Oh course. come on, come on, Big Daddy and Mr. Deeds. <laughs> I think those four movies are better than yeah. Billy Madison. Uh, the the silly nonsense. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, well, I know. Care I know about the, Happy Gilmore. Spanglish is good. good. Spanglish I love Spanglish. Yes, try it on. You're underestimating the sneakiness. I just like Bob. Barker I hail from out. Spain. <laughs> anyway, 
I just love when he yells at the top of his lungs. I think it's so funny. Yeah. Stuff that he says. Well, our guest is is shortly arriving. A little bit of traffic. She's making her way down from uh, North County. So when she gets here, we'll have her come on the show. Um, Cool. Until then, we must continue the show. This is live radio. This is live radio. Show must go go on. Yeah. Um. Well, shoot. In preparation for her coming on. Oh yeah. I'd like to just mention again that um, Gina. I might have mispronounced her name. You said Peralta. Yeah, I was thinking of the. It's not how I read it. It's Peralta. Yeah. Yeah, and um, she's the marketing director for Coastal Community Builders. Um, So her job, really, her role, which she'll tell us more about, but really is just to kind of move throughout all of the communities, make sure that the public relations and the marketing efforts are getting out to all the right people so that they can set up things like grand openings, which we'll be talking about today, the um, the expected dates for the new and uh, ready to complete Vineyard Creek development up in Templeton, California. And then for those of you who, who are not familiar with Coastal Community Builders, um, they have- is, is Vineyard Creek, is that the site that's near- uh the Trader Joe's there? Uh, no, it's twin. It's it's about half a mile, maybe even a quarter mile past Twin Cities Hospital. So it's on Pass. Los Tablas Road. Is the main crossroad it's like heading out to Wine Country? That's right. It's right on the way to Wine Country. So beautiful little slice of Templeton. And as you know, as a mortgage officer, Templeton is a coveted area, mainly for its cool little quaint downtown but also the education for the kiddies the schools are top notch and they've been riding that reputation for some time um but yeah the i mean all all of templeton so just a great great little spot there yeah so um one of the things that's nice about coastal community builders they've had lots of experience of building throughout san maria and san luis obispo county their website is coastalcommunitybuilders.com. So you can see some of their open developments now, some of the ones they've recently completed, and um, and also where they're at with the upcoming developments too. Their job, their real perp- they've been building on the Central Coast for 30 years. So back when, just about the time Billy Idol probably started. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, but they have had quite an quite an experience. They know how to build. They have the crew, and we talked about that on the show before, Jay. It's the cost of materials and having the right crew is a big headwind for the building community here on the Central Coast, and they've got it. So these houses will, these lots, these phases will go up quick because they know what to do and how to do it. And got it. And that's the thing about building too, right? You got to get her done. It, yeah. There's no. There's no time to dilly dally. Not only because of the way they're financed, but just because, you know, prices could change, yeah, the, the market shift. That's the thing. You don't want to wait for the economy. If the if you're too slow to it and it changes where you you don't make it, then uh, you're in big trouble. Yeah. A little 10% market correction on a project and you could be uh, upside down. Did you find her in the green room, Jim? I didn't see her out there, no. Oh, okay. Um, Carry us for a sec, Jay. Right, Mike's going on an exploratory mission. He's going to go downstairs. Um, He's good luck, go downstairs. buddy. Hey, grab me another coffee while you're out there. <laughs> um, I, I was I wanted to work this in a little bit earlier here. Um, there was, when we were talking economic stuff, just a little bit of data here about um, 
consumer price index and producer price index. Um, interesting, the consumer price index here, which measures inflation to the consumer, you know, what that cost of living piece to you directly. Um, this one came out on Thursday uh, for the month of June, and it was a stronger than expected reading. Um, showing that the consumer price has a little bit of pressure on it. And interestingly enough, on the tails of that on Friday, we learn about the producer price index um, showing low inflation pressure um, didn't exceed the forecast. So um, May producer price index um, was expected um, increase 0.1% was expected to be flat. So just slightly exceeded the forecast. The annual increase of 1.7 is slightly above the, the forecast of uh, 1.6, but that's the lowest increase since January of 17. That just continues to show that inflation isn't getting any, uh, isn't really improving um, contrary to the fed um, desire to have real inflation here. Have you been, Jim, have you been feeling uh, that things are expensive and feeling like inflation and at every turn? Not really. No. I feel like there was a period where um, during that last recession, remember how like we used to talk about this on the show about how like uh, ice cream jugs, the, yeah. the carton of ice cream uh, got smaller. smaller. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. soap started turning into like, instead of just a bar of soap, you got like this, the bottom of it scooped out. So you had yeah, like a, yeah. a soap bar that was missing 10% or 15% of the soap that used to be in there. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. I think felt she's like there was, down the walk, felt like there was a lot of things like that, that I felt like those were the kind of things that felt like inflation to me, but I don't really feel that way lately. Um, yeah. Gas is pretty expensive. Of course, after the 1st of July, we had an increase way. in gas Taxes. tax. Um, so that's yeah. a bummer. But yeah. yeah, I don't think it's, it just doesn't seem like things have like gotten extremely high. Our health care didn't even actually go up at this last renewal either. No, mine didn't either. The, um, that you know they they operate off like the annual budget and that was even mm -hmm. slightly below so there yeah. there wasn't an increase in those premiums so it, altogether it doesn't feel like there has been a whole lot of inflationary pressure no not really i mean gas went up a little bit like you said but not bad I really seen too much hey i was su successful I you're found, back i found gina yeah. right on welcome to the show gina come on in everybody thank you for having me sorry i got lost in the parking lot that's pretty bad to say <laughs> no it's okay it's not it's... like it's real apparent that we have a big sign out there saying you know no it, it, it can be tricky to find but i'll tell you the one giveaway though you'll see this as you're pulling away today the top of this building is littered in antennas yeah um it's like the building on the street that looks like it's a communication center yeah now, if you'd driven around the back of the building, yeah, then you would have known it's a radio station. But if we went looking <laughs> for this by going behind all of the buildings on this street, would never get here. No. no. Um, all right. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. we're glad to have you. And I think the uh, you know we were I was telling you just before we got you in the room here, we were letting the listeners know a little bit about you and your role at uh, Coastal Community Builders, but. Um, 
I wanted you to just kind of open up and let us know, make, make sure I did it right and say that you're the marketing director um, and dealing with all the communities, not just the one up in uh, Templeton Vineyard Creek. Yes, that's correct. I actually am fairly new to the Coastal Community Builders team, but uh, they're a fantastic team and we um, go through so many properties a year. It's, it's, I'm really excited to be there. Yeah. I mean, of the local, locally owned builders on the Central Coast, I'd, I'd say it's Coastal Community Builders has the most units going on. Yeah, you know, we average... Being built yearly. Exactly. We we do about 150 homes uh, a year that we build, so throughout mm-hmm. the county. Uh, we've been doing this for 30 years, so Gary Grossman and his team has the recipe for success, and it's it's really great to see. He loves to make communities out of the developments that he does. Yeah, I think that's crucial. I think it is. You know, you could build a house after a house after a house, right, Jay? But as we've seen with some of the new developments here, they're really trying to create that park slash living slash, um, you know, multimodal is the big word that the city is using multimodal, which is a fancy way of saying other ways to get downtown without using your car. <laughs> yeah. Cause we don't want to have a bunch of cars on the road, right? We're a beautiful central coast. We want to see the mountain ranges and we want to not have smog, but we want more people to be able to live here. <laughs> I feel like most uh, most people just want that too. Just want a neighborhood that has some some charm and some character and has something to offer that the other neighborhoods and around you don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. We talked about the Coastal Community Builders website right before you got on, Gina. Um. Of the, of the. Um, developments. We'll get into all of them, but today I wanted to touch on Vineyard Creek just to start off the conversation with um, what's going on there and how you guys are taking over the remaining 31 lots mm-hmm. and That's kind correct. of what your new timeline is because obviously you've got a changing of the guard a little bit and then you want to get in there and do what you guys do best. So help us understand. <clears throat> yes, you know, we're really excited. We actually just opened our sales office last weekend. So it was open five days a week, 10 to five. So go up and see our wonderful sales agents up in Templeton, right off of uh, Las Tablas. But yeah, we took over from another builder and we just want to add our special touch. We have uh, 31 units that we are finishing and eight of those are going to be low, uh, reserved for low income, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. And um, all the units are fantastic. They start in the high fours and uh, we have three bedrooms, two and a half baths. They are all uh, two-story floor plans, a couple of different floor plans out there. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a community, you know, park, barbecue area in the middle. So it's, and the Homeowners Association um, dues are really low and, and, and stuff. And it's location to Twin Cities is ideal. It's yeah. literally almost across the street. Yeah, I want to add, just so it's okay to list, for listeners to understand, it's not like the old builder's didn't make the cut it's that you guys are always seeking for opportunities right because annexation of land and developing land and finding someone that owns it to convert it into something that can be permitted and built out is a long drawn out process sometimes it's better to just walk in and say hey what if we made you an offer you can't refuse and we can build the properties with our team with our crew with our touch Right. right. And with us, we did um, Templeton Highland Ranch and right. um, we were able to kind of have our our recipe already in place, especially for Templeton. That's right near the post office. Correct. Yes. Yes. That's a, the one we were thinking of, Jay. I don't know the one near Trader Joe's you're speaking of. Maybe you would, Gina. Is there a development near off of Vineyard Drive? There is, but that is not ours. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, 
you know, we got you in here. We're, we're going to get you a little bit more, get some of the nerves out, right? Sure. We'll take a break in about two minutes. But before we take that break, um, tell us a little bit about what the timeline is for these. you guys to start having units that can be moved into. Okay, so our models are going to be open actually in October. Okay. Uh, so the sales office is open now. You can actually see a couple of the different floor plans. We are reserving um, the the houses now. And uh, the time frame, so October, we're going to be releasing our first phase. And it, I think we're going to be doing it in three phases. So we're going to be releasing uh, about 12 homes in each phase. Okay. So move in ready, you know, beginning of the new year. Right. Right. And when you say reservations, what does that exactly mean if someone's not bought a new home? So it's it's just to reserve. You um, would have to put your deposit in place. Okay. And um, you can't actually go into contract until the home is under construction. So Got it. Yeah. Monty Mitchell, mm-hmm. one of the loan officers at Central Coast Lending, is um, one of your preferred lenders. I know you have two at the site. And so he would want to sit with the prospective buyers at that time, let you know that they're financially able and, and ready to purchase this home and then you guys take a deposit yes that's correct cool cool we need to get ready for the final commercial break here of the show real quick though before we go is there a website people can go to so i mean i'm picturing people like me i'm sitting here in front of a laptop i'm like give me a website yes, Wanna, of course. during the break i can go here and look at this and see what see what we're talking about yes um you can see everything we're talking about today on coastalcommunitybuilders.com okay Coastal Community Builders. Builders. Dot com. You got it. All right. I'm going to check it out during the break. Guys, we're going to be back in a couple minutes here with the rest of Mortgage Matters. Stick around. It's time to pay some bills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We're using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people. Agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. 
Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. I'm a chicken fried, a cold beer on a Friday night, a pair of jeans that fit just right, and the radio. All right. I'm thinking if they need a backing band, that was pretty good. Maybe we could step hitting in. Those, hitting those harmonies with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you guys sound like the Eagles. There it is. <laughs> Coming up at the oh, California Mid-State Fair, the Zach Brown Band. Feels like we're in Templeton now. Doesn't it? Um, some people will think this is not great, but um, it's hot today up in North County. <laughs> yeah, it's about that time of year. Uh, it's supposed to be like close to 100 today. I was telling some people this week, I met with this awesome couple that listens to the radio show, and I was I was telling them this week that uh, they're, they're considering selling a house in slow and moving over the grade. And the first objection is always, it's so hot. And I'm like, you know what? You just got to get over that, because it's not. Um, it's hot during the day. It gets hot. at night. It gets hot. Big difference is... We regularly have a 40 to 50 degree decline in temperatures overnight. So if it's 100 during the day, it's still going to get down into the 50s overnight. It's not like Las Vegas where it's 110 in the day and it drops to 98 at night. And so it's just miserable. Mm. Um, so it always cools off overnight. But the, the North County evenings are the best. Um, it's going to draw you out onto that back porch to watch that sunset. Everybody does it. You have to do it. And those hot days, the 100-degree days, I mean, I've never looked at the chart of it here, but I bet you we have, there's probably like 12 to 15 of those a year. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. Yep. Um, the trade-off to being in the North County is it's it's well worth it. So, um, yeah. yeah. It's toasty up there today. But I guarantee you it's going to be a beautiful evening. If you're just on your way to Costco and you tuned on the radio, we're here with Gina Peralt from Coastal Community Builders. She's the marketing manager. And um, 
You moved to Royal Grande about seven years ago. Is that right? Yeah, from the Sacramento area. Yeah, I love so you it know hot? Here. Sacramento's hot. I do, I do. I know sometimes I'm a little too cold down in, in South County, so that's why I teach up in, in Templeton and get nice and warm. So, so you get Great. Both, best of both worlds. <laughs> Great. Great. Um, well, we were talking about going outside in backyards. Uh, I know you're not the superintendent, but tell me a little bit about the Sienna model you guys have there. Is that the, that's the two-story, right? That's a 1,408-square-foot property that's um, upstairs and downstairs, if I'm correct. Right, and it's a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath, okay. two-car garage. And um, with that one, your living is upstairs. We have uh, two exterior choices, either the Tuscan or the Craftsman. And then we also have the Milano, which is a slightly bigger uh, floor plan as well. Okay, that probably area. has like the great room has as you enter room, the room. Enter. Of course, yeah. the kitchen, large for Very entertaining. Popular. Yes. I wasn't just threatening. I punched up the website, ventured over to Coastal Community Builders. It's evident to me that you guys have got um, a little bit on here. It says that there's more coming, so that's cool, but... You wet my appetite here. This says pricing in the high 400s. Is that a typo? No, that's correct. Come that's on. That's where we're starting at. I know. Come on. See, these 31 units are going to go like, really fast. That's cheaper than a Tascadero. Right? And then you're in Templeton School District, which is fantastic up there. Yeah, and you're really embedded in what would be a bike ride to the wine country on a not-so-hot day. But... You know, I mean, you're right there. Las Tablas Creek leads right, or Las Tablas Road leads right into backside of Vineyard Drive, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Lots oh, yeah. That's right the there. shortcut we take yeah. when we go wine tasting. Yeah. 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 You'll need to come um, see the models. They're open. I, I intend to. Um, how long have the reservation list been in place for? Is it pretty fresh? So, yeah, we just uh, opened the sales office last week, which okay. is really exciting. So, okay. they're open five days a week. Feels like you guys are going to sell this thing out pretty quick. It kind of seems like it. It's priced I mean, right. Yeah, it's priced right, and yeah, there's a whole lot of competition. We're we're just meeting with so many people getting pre-qualified to go buy houses right now. I mean, and I I office in Atascadero. I live in Atascadero, mm-hmm. so I spend most of my time up there. Um, we have so many people that are looking for homes in this price point that um, this is just going to be a natural place to fall where you don't have to try to go compete and win out something that you need to perform on in 30 days this gives you a little bit of breathing room to get get all your ducks in a row and get ready to move and well if i may interject there's going to be a calling if you will you know there's going to be people coming to to look at these things reservations are i would think first come first serve and you need to pass the pre-approval process and then we need to see your money honey right yeah that's exactly (laughs) it (laughs) Um, and then customizations come in at that point in time? Correct. Once you get into contract, you go and finalize all your finishes. And, and we have different kind of um, packages that we offer. So okay. absolutely make okay. it personal to your choice. Yeah. So I know Gianni's there from, is it uh, Thursday through Monday? Correct. Thursday 10 through to 5. Yeah. 10 to 5. Um, the main address I would use, I would run you towards you, is it 20, 217 uh, Las... Two seventy one. Two seventy one. You got that, Jay? Good thing you, I pulled up the website you here. Up? Via Las Casitas. Via Las Casitas. It's right off of uh, Las Tablas. Yeah, yeah. You can't miss it, right? You'll have your flags out there and things of that nature. And then the number, if you want to set up and just confirm a time, you can go by is eight six six four nine seven five seven seven six. That's eight six six four nine seven five seven seven six. And that rings their sales office, which can actually you can inquire about any of their open developments. But the one we're talking about today is Vineyard Creek. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, also, they have an email that they use, sales at ccb1.net. That's sales at ccb1.net. So if you're thinking to yourself, man, maybe I don't need to remodel this house. Maybe we should just buy one up in Templeton. Give Coastal Community Builders a call. I mean, Gina's here as the marketing manager, but you've got salespeople that are ready to take calls, I would I would imagine. Of course. All day long. I'm curious, just to forgive my naivety, um, if you say somebody wants to to check this out, they like the price point, they want to get in on it, so the first step is going to be to get pre-approved before they can get on the reservation list, or can you get on the reservation list and then have some week or two to get your pre-approval done? You need to be pre-qualified first. Pre-qualified first? You guys run a tight ship. That's how you do it. You don't want any time wasters getting their name on the list that aren't going to be able to pull it off. But that's why we have two lenders that are happy to work with you. So Yeah, so... Yeah. You mentioned Monty's the guy then, yeah? yeah? Monty's the Mitchell for Central Coast Lending. Monty's, Monty's the Mitchell. The Mitchell. <laughs> uh, Monty Mitchell. Monty Mitchell. Yes, and if you want then to reach out, you can get a hold of Monty by dialing into the, the company line. He's in the directory there. It's 805-543-LOAN. Uh, might as well start there, right? Yeah, you're gonna have, so. you're gonna get pushed back in that direction pretty quick to make sure that you're pre-approved. I guess unless, of course, you're a cash buyer, then good for you. Yeah. And Monty and Gianni work closely. They're getting to know each other very well. They're going to be a team that helps you know navigate through this process. Correct. Um, what would you say, uh, you know, in a couple minutes or less? What would you say about the rest of the developments you guys are doing? Because you know we have listeners all over the globe. Of course, well, but mainly the Central Coast. Central Coast, yes, that's where our heart is, and um, we have a couple projects that are currently underway. So Highland Cove is another exciting one in Grover Beach, so South County. It's going to be a very small development, only 18 homes. Uh, 14 of those will be single family. And then there's going to be two uh, models that are duplexes. Mm -hmm. And actually those are starting, um, those are fantastic as well. Starting in the mid 500s, -hmm. uh, the duplexes are below the 500. Um, And that actually, we're doing a soft opening August 2nd. So Mm -hmm. come by and see our sales office there. Donna will be there. Mm -hmm. And then we're also working on um, Rice Ranch down in Orchid. I don't know if you guys have been down there lately. So Santa Barbara County, but Rice Ranch is going to be huge. We have the meadows and the groves. Yeah. And um, we're also building a summit club, which both of the, right. the developments that. will have access to. So cool where the topography is, too. Like it looks out over, is it a range, a mountain range? Oh, the views and, down there are gorgeous. Yeah. I've been down there the last couple of days. And, you know, when it was really hot in North County up here, it was actually just 75 um, constant breeze. And every uh, lot has a great view, especially with the groves, our second phase of that development. Yeah. It's more ex- the executive housing plans. Yeah. One of the, you know, some of the feedback we hear from these these buyers that are looking at new homes is that they just kind of, they tightly fit in all the lots so that the backyards are just kind of right there when you walk out the slider, the fence. But I think that I've seen some of your developments and I think also um, some of the new ones here in slow are doing a better job of extending that backyard with the new um, rear entry garage mm-hmm. and you know the stacking of the floors. It gives them that outside living space because it is crucial here. It is. And we, you know, our communities focus on that active lifestyle. So, yep. you know, yep. that's what we want to focus and engage on. So cool. Well, thank you so much, Gina, for coming on the show. Again, I want to make sure, you know, Gina's great. We love her, but she's not probably the best person to call and talk about a home for. You're here as the marketing manager. So that sales number that you can call is 
866-497-5776. Again, 866-497-5776. And their website's terrific. Check it out, coastalcommunitybuilders.com. One of the things that I really like about the timing of your project in Templeton is that we're anticipating the feds cutting rates a couple times between now and December. Mm -hmm. One of the things about those longer terms is that it can be tricky to navigate during the building process. If your rates are going up or taking a long-term lock, which usually has some costs associated to it. It's a great opportunity for somebody to sort of float into the market and probably by dumb luck land into a better rate. Um, then by the time we deserve. close. Yeah. 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 So anyhow, it's good timing there for that. Um, thanks much for coming on today and being with us. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. And um, for helping me find it through the parking lot. Uh, if you welcome. guys want to get pre-qualified for one of these projects uh, or any others, give us a call at 805-543-LOAN. Michael Points, thanks much for coming on the show today. Always a pleasure. Oh, yeah. You can also find our website, centralcoastlending.com. We be back next week with another live episode of Mortgage Matters. Hope you guys are we'll stay cool. Oh, and see you at the fair. Jim, voice of the fair. See you at the fair, buddy. I'll see you there.